It has just gone 11 o'clock. Good morning. Welcome to Dalrog Talk, Asikulume Aribuwe. I'm Prince M. Today, we are in conversation with Mr. Kaitanyoka, the Acting Director, Subsistence Farming. We are talking all things presidential employment stimulus. That is PES. Mr. Nyoka, good morning. Morning, morning, Prince. And how are you today? No complaints, no. Is it? No, thank you for taking this time to come and have a chat with us. We really appreciate it because there's been a lot of inquiries in terms of the PESI. Uh, we've had quite a few inquiries on, on the inbox, on Facebook, people wanting to find out some information. And we hope that today you can get the opportunity to just, you know, give the correct information out there so that the, the beneficiaries are also in the know. The Presidential Employment Stimulus, that is the PES, is intended to support a spectrum of opportunities focusing on job creation in vulnerable sectors. The focus of the department through the PESI program is to improve food security at household level by providing support to subsistence producers with the e-vouchers to purchase agricultural production inputs in support of their production effort as they start to retain self-employment and support the, the food value chain. Mr. Nyoga, could you give us um, a, brief, a brief background on the PESI program? Okay, uh, PERSI, as we know it, the Presidential Employment Stimulus, started as a disaster relief project immediately yes. after the COVID-19 pandemic. There were about 11 departments that were invited to apply from National Treasury coming from the President's office. Okay. And the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development was one of the, the departments that applied for PERSI. Um, when it started, we were focusing more on women, mm -hmm. uh, the youth, uh, people living with disabilities, and later on we had to include the military veterans. Okay. Yes. All right. And also, if you may, could you take us through the PSA application process so that at least that is clear how do people apply take us through that process. Okay, let me start by saying we haven't had any new applications open recently. Okay. We had only two cohorts or two phases of applications. The first one was in 2020 mm -hmm. when PACE started. And then the second one, which we're busy with right now, was in 2021. When, when we were requested to apply, we had to come up with some innovation. We were requested to come up with new ways of assisting farmers in a quicker way, mm -hmm. uh, use of the new technology, the fourth industrial revolution. As yes, you know. yes, yes. So we came up with the, with the use of the USSD, mm -hmm. which we were supported in by Vodacom. So the first applications were in 2020, and then the 
after the application process, we take we would take all those applications and verify them. Mm-hmm. But the verification would be only for those that we got the correct information during application process. Okay. Uh, after the verification process, that information would be stored uh, and, uh, in the system that we call the long-term solution. And our verification, we use the new app called the Savvy123. Mm-hmm. So the use of the, of the USSD was to try by all means to be transparent. We wanted to make sure that even the furthest farmer from anywhere uh, where they are supposed to get assistance, they get access to this. Okay. Um, we also wanted to give opportunity to people who would always complain that they don't get assistance from the local departments of agriculture offices. So we, we got a whole lot of applications which we had to sift those that uh, do not qualify, for example, government officials or government workers, okay. more especially those that are on the PESAL system, because uh, there are others, uh, sectors of government that, that we would not be able to uh, put aside. Okay. We also had to uh, take the whole list of the applicants to the Department of Home Affairs for the checking of the uh, or the validation of the ID numbers oh. because we had to make sure that we are supporting people that we can get hold of, that we can reach, that are, that are uh, uh, supposed to be supported. Okay, like um, the genuine beneficiaries. The genuine beneficiaries. Yes. And then after all those validation processes, we had to now form joint operations committees that had to look at the information from the verification process. So that is the information that we obtained from the app, Savvy123. Yes. Uh, Savvy123 helped us a lot because we had to keep all this information in one time. (laughs) So within a very short space of time, we had a, a list of people that we can say we would be able to support. So the Joint Operations Committees um, did all the checkings and then the approvals uh, up to the National Task Team that endorsed now the people that are supposed to get the vouchers. The vouchers. And then the vouchers were sent directly to the people on their cell phone, the cell phone numbers that they used to apply. Oh, okay, okay. So it's quite a process to make sure that, you know, they go through that uh, vigorous vetting so that you make sure that, you know, the the support goes to the correct beneficiaries. Very true. And remember our target, <coughs> excuse me, our target was subsistence farmers. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to verify because the allocation of the voucher was based on the information that we obtained during the verification process. Okay. So. Uh, it was not a blanket approach with the uh, allocation of vouchers. So we had four commodities that we were supporting in agriculture. We had farmers that are doing crops and, and vegetables, mm-hmm. farmers that are doing fruit, fruits, farmers that are doing <coughs> livestock, and those that are doing poultry. Poultry, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> if you've just joined <coughs> us, we are in conversation with uh, Mr. Kretanyoga, the acting director 
for subsistence farming. You've just missed uh, the first part of it, but you haven't missed much. The conversation still continues. Uh, we'd like to know where you're joining us from. If you may, please go to the comment section and tell us where are you joining us from. We'll read those ones out. And also later during the, the interview, you'll get the chance to ask questions. So get those questions ready and put them on the comments and then we'll read them out. If you perhaps have any question uh, regarding the test program, maybe you have a voucher and you need clarity, this is the platform, this is the time now to, you know, get that question ready, put it in the comments, and Mr. Kleta here will do his level best to answer all those questions. Mr. Nyoga, if we speak of the PACE program, uh, if I may ask you, the current implementation status, where are we currently? Uh, currently, we are on the second phase of PC2. So it means we are dealing with those applicants that applied in 2021 and were verified. Mm -hmm. But later on, we requested provincial departments of agriculture to include uh, other subsistence farmers. So we obtained other lists from the subsistence farmers uh, that did not apply through the USSD. Okay. So it means uh, they are in the database of the provincial departments. Uh, we started off this year or this financial year with the uh, uh, assistance from the implementing agents. Okay. Now we, we are out of that phase. We, we had to cut them. Uh, currently farmers are redeeming their vouchers directly at the agro dealers. So it means at the shops where they are going to obtain their production inputs. Okay. Um, vouchers were issued um, starting from last week so currently farmers are receiving their vouchers oh. and they are already uh, at the shops right now trying to redeem those vouchers and we are encouraging them to do so to do so okay so these uh now you speak about the vouchers that are being sent now as as we sit here are these uh from all beneficiaries across all nine provinces yes they are from all nine provinces <coughs> Um, like like I said, it's those that, that applied in 2021. Some of them have already redeemed their vouchers okay. uh, during the phase where we had implementing agents. But most of them did not. And this is their opportunity now. To redeem those vouchers. Yes. Okay. So let's read the comments and check where are the, our viewers joining us from. We have uh, Zanele Kanyele. Zanele Kanyele says she's joining us from Dubai. And then we also have Laikitsira joining us from the Free State. And uh, we have Lesele RH joining us from Benle. I, I, I take it that's KZN. And we also have Masesi who's joining us from Nelspread. So, there's quite an interest on this and we also have Nicole who's joining us from the Western Cape. So do guys, do tell us where you're joining us from um, so that we know that you guys are there, you guys are listening. Uh, we are in conversation with Mr. Kedanyoga over the PERSI program. So uh, in terms of the e-vouchers, that is the PERSI vouchers. Once the farmer has received the voucher, what is the step to follow from there? I'm a farmer. I've applied. 
and I've gone through the process and now the voucher has been sent to me via SMS. So what is, is the next step from there? Um, <clears throat> immediately the farmer receives the voucher mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in their cell phones. We humbly request them right now to go to the nearest agro dealer. In that SMS, there is a, also a, a, the name of the shop which was allocated to them to go and redeem those vouchers. So the, that shop also has got their names. Okay. So when they come to the shop, the the the, the shop owner or the the uh, the shop will know who is coming to redeem the voucher. So they must bring in their ID, mm -hmm. and the, uh, there is a reference code <clears throat> that is sent to the farmer. So they must produce that reference code to the to the shop. And, and that links them to their voucher. Oh, so okay. farmers are not getting their vouchers directly now on their cell phones, but they're getting these reference codes. It is because of the challenges that we had before. Oh, okay. So this is it's some type of a control measure to make sure that it's for the right beneficiary. Yes, it is for uh, it is for uh, the right beneficiary, and it is also helping us to control the abuse of these vouchers okay. as, as we have seen it before. Before, so these are the control measures that we have put in place oh. uh, for this for this phase. All right. So now you spoke about the the agro dealers. For those who don't know, the agro dealers are the suppliers that um, you go to to get agricultural inputs. So they have the list. So each and every agro dealer that you guys have assigned have a list of, of beneficiaries that they'll be coming uh, to redeem this from, from their shops. So let's say if I am allocated uh, agro dealer A, can I go to agro dealer C where my name is not on the list at agro dealer C? No, no. For now, you cannot do that. Mm -hmm. So the allocation is a one farmer, one agro dealer. Okay. Um, we we are doing that uh, because we wanted um, voucher holders to redeem their vouchers closer to where they live. So we had to choose the nearest agro dealer. Agro dealer. But it doesn't mean that at a later, at a later stage that cannot change. Okay. But, we, but we're trying by all means to discourage that. We are asking farmers or all the voucher holders to go to the agro dealers that they are allocated to and, and, and redeem those vouchers. It will only be maybe in cases where they don't find their production inputs in, in that particular agro dealer. Okay. But we have had a, a lengthy discussions with agro dealers to, to try and make sure that they stock as much as possible for, for this coming phase. All right. Okay. And, and the, the voucher itself, how long is it valid for? We have uh, issued vouchers every time to be valid for 30 days. Okay. So for these ones, um, they should be, they, they will be expiring by maybe 25 January. Uh, next year, next that year. is 2024. 2024. Okay. Yes. yes. Oh, all right. Okay, Mr. Nyoga. Um, let's take a few of the questions from our online viewers and and see if whether we can try and and get through that. Uh, I have a question here from Harry Andrew. 
It reads, my husband received the voucher last year, but until today he got nothing. The official of the department told us that all the old vouchers have expired. They will be sending new vouchers. We are still waiting. That is, yeah, a, yeah he said they, they, the husband got the voucher that was last year. I take it it's 2022. And then um, they were in contact with uh, the official from the department and then they were told that the voucher had expired uh, and a new one was going to be sent. But to this date, uh, they haven't received any new voucher. Maybe if you can explain, once the voucher expires, what is the process there? The, the beneficiary has the voucher and the voucher has expired. I think it's it's the question that uh, Harry is asking. Um, when the voucher expires, we, if we extend the, the, the expiry date, <coughs> we do inform the beneficiaries okay. that it has been extended, and we would extend it with uh, another thirty days. In this case of of last year's vouchers, mm -hmm. we extended those vouchers maybe three to four times. And by 31 January 2022, those people who had not used those vouchers, we canceled them. Okay. Because a voucher is a voucher. It cannot stay for, for forever. And, and we believe that those people who had those vouchers with them and had not redeemed them, mm -hmm. they did not need them. And there was no way we would keep the project running because people are not... Are not, are not uh, redeeming, redeeming the vouchers. Vouchers. so we that's why we humbly request even now <clears throat> that uh, farmers or voucher holders can they please uh, redeem these vouchers before they expire so uh, uh, we we can check with the uh, uh, caller right now and check what what may have happened because that time it was the responsibility of the voucher holder or the farmer to go and redeem that voucher before it expires. It expires. Okay, let's take another question from <coughs> Lucky Zira. Uh, Lucky says that he applied, but unfortunately, uh, the unfortunate part is that uh, he lost the SIM card. That will be the SIM card of the number that he applied with. So the question now that he wants to know is how do I redeem my voucher? I'm quite certain that I'm also the beneficiary. I just lost, uh, he lost the SIM card, he lost the number. Yes, mm -hmm. that, that is one of the challenges that we have with the passive beneficiaries right now. Okay. They, they, the, the changing of cell phone numbers, they, they continuously do that, but we have a way of, of assisting them. So if, uh, if he can go to the nearest office of the Department of Agriculture uh, or contact one, one of our coordinators in the province, they, they will assist him. One way that we have recently uh, came up with is to request all those that know that they have vouchers to go to the agro-dealer, uh, to the shop, and look for the government officials there. <coughs> and they can assist them there and there okay. to give them the information that is there in the, in the SIM card. But we encourage uh, beneficiaries to do SIM swap, 
to do immediate SIM swap so that we can resend that information once the SIM swap has been done. It's easy to do that. So uh, you've just mentioned now about the officials at the Agrodealer. So are officials stationed there by the Agrodealer? Is it, is it a permanent thing or they go... It is not a permanent thing, okay. but these are the arrangements that we have done recently in order to assist and fast track this redeeming of vouchers. Okay. Seeing that uh, last time others didn't even know what, what to do when they get there. But it's not a permanent thing um, and it's not in all agro-dealers where we have them. Okay. We wish we okay. have them okay. in all the agro-dealers because of uh, challenges like this so that when the farmer gets into the agro-dealer and they have a challenge of this nature, mm -hmm. they don't have to wait for too long or they don't have to go back without getting assistance. Okay. Yeah. They are not stationed permanently. And um, if they are not there, if they cannot find them there, can they please call them? <clears throat> we will share the contact details of all the provincial coordinators. And then we will, we will try by all means to get somebody in that particular shop where the farmers are going to reduce. Okay. Thank you. There you have it. Um, <coughs> lucky if if you're still watching, it is advisable that you go to your local agriculture office to get further assistance. And also, uh, once we've wrapped up the interview, we'll be sharing all the contact details of the provincial PSA coordinators. We'll be sharing those per, per provinces. So if you are, let's say you are in Bumalanga, you'll you'll contact the Mpumalanga Provincial Coordinator for PESI so that you can get assistance. You spoke now about the challenges in terms of um, the cell phones, people losing their phones and uh, not being able to redeem the vouchers because the message was in the phone that was lost. Are these uh, the challenges that you experience quite often? Yes, yes. Um, we, <clears throat> we experience that uh, a lot. Um, we even believe that maybe previously many people did not um, redeem those vouchers because of that. Um, the problem is people who do not, who do not recall their uh, numbers. When, when they get the cell phones, the, the, that cell phone number is not recalled. Okay. So they are not able to do the SIM swap. Oh, so that's the challenge right there. So they end up getting an, a new number while the system from PESI side has that old number. We still have that old number, but we, we're not punishing them for that. We, we have ways of assisting them. That's why we want them to cooperate, uh, reach to the uh, local office and, or call our coordinators and get assistance from there. They, we will be able to send all the information again. Okay. But then even those who have got their cell phones working, we have a challenge of uh, beneficiaries not answering their cell phones. Uh, some of them would even send messages. They, won't, they wouldn't respond. And we know that, that those are the people who have got vouchers with them. Mm -hmm. More especially when we want to assist or find out what is the problem, why are they not redeeming their vouchers. But then there are other challenges, mm -hmm. if you may allow me. Oh, yes, yes, the floor is yours. Yes. Uh, we also have uh, a problem of farmers who want to exchange these vouchers for cash. 
Is that even possible? It's not possible now with the uh, measures that we have put in place, but there are those who are still trying to do it. And when we hear about that and we found out, we get all the information, we cancel those people from the progress, from the project. Mm -hmm. We have done it before, we are still doing it now, and we are going to do it because it, it's, a, it's a crime. We also have um, a, a problem of farmers whom when they have redeemed their vouchers, they've got their production inputs, mm -hmm. they sell them. And they, they, they sell them for cash and they don't use them for the intended purpose. And that is very wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and when we hear about that, we get all the information, we also do the same. We also have a challenge uh, of not of our farmers not cooperating very well. Um, taking all the information from social media groups without uh, checking with the department. Uh, other farmers calling the officials in what I can call awkward hours, mm -hmm. three o'clock in the morning, 11 at night, uh, on weekends. We are willing to assist, but yes. we, we just requesting that little bit of cooperation from, from the farmers or okay. from the voucher holders. So we would like to take the message out or to send the message out the the vouchers are intended for beneficiaries for agricultural produce right. not to be exchanged for cash not to redeem the voucher and get the inputs and and transfer that to to cash as well right. so we hope that beneficiaries will work with the department to try and and really tone down on this so that we get uh you know real beneficiaries who are quite interested in, in farming, for example, and who will use this voucher for the right purpose that it was intended for. Uh, we also have um, Mshope. Mshope says she's joining us from Mbenle, that's in KZN. She said she applied for, for the PES program and then she got verified and from there, no information uh, has been forthcoming. She, she applied, she was verified, and there hasn't been uh, any response after the verification process. Mm, usually, um, when, when the person has been verified and uh, approved, that person is sent information of what is to happen next. So we would maybe recommend that Mshope conduct the local uh, office so that they can, he, she can check the voucher status of her application. Okay. Yeah. So she needs to go to the local <coughs> agriculture office. Yes. Yes, to check the status of her application. Yes. So uh, if she cannot get assistance there, mm -hmm. she can call one of our coordinators in her province. Okay. And find out uh, or ask them to check what may have happened with her application. With the application. Yes. Just to remember that uh, we will be sending the, we'll, be po we'll post and share the, the contact details of the PSE provincial coordinators once we are done with the interview. And then you could further call them and find out the status of your application. And if you also need additional information when it comes to the PES project, uh, we see Fago Kandamase 
South Uganda Masses is joining us from Butterworth in the Eastern Cape. Uh, and also Godfrey. Godfrey says uh, he's joining us from Mahigang in, um, in, in the Northwest. I'm not sure. Godfrey speaks about uh, poultry layer farming. Uh, we are, the subject of the day is the PERSI program. So we are taking only PERSI related questions because we're just trying to, to clarify the misinformation that has been out there. I think, uh, oh, and also Zanele Kanyele. Zanele Kanyele just wrote here, uh, her late mother had applied and they believe that she was a beneficiary as well as her older sister. The older sister continues to run the farm. She's asking that uh, it was her mom who made the application. However, the mom is now late, but now the sister has continued with the with the farming project. So she wanted to find out if whether that voucher, is it possible for that voucher to be transferred to the sister since she has taken over the the project from the late mother? Yes, yes, very much so. We we have a standard operating procedure mm -hmm. uh, which includes that. Okay. Um, she needs to uh, bring in the, the sister who is continuing with the farming right now okay. needs to bring in the affidavit uh, and then the death, the death certificate of the late mother okay. and the ID. In the affidavit, she is just explaining that uh, she is not the original owner of the voucher and she is taking over and is willing to continue with the agricultural production that was taking place in, in, their, in their yard or in their farm and then bring those to the uh, coordinator, then we can change the details mm -hmm. and then include, include the new owner to receive the voucher. The voucher. But, but it must be the person who has obtained the, the current vouchers that we're dealing with now, Okay, not, not the expired ones. Not the expired one. Yes. So Zanele, if you are listening, that is the process. You need uh, an affidavit explaining uh, you also need um, a copy of the death certificate and they also need their own ID. Yeah, their own ID. Their own ID. So now to order. take this to the local uh, office of agriculture right. so that they can start the process to transfer. But right. now this is for only the vouchers that are valid for now. They haven't expired. Right. That's correct. Okay. Thank you. Um, Let's see who else is there. Okay, she says thank you. Let's see, Mario. Mario says um, he's joining from Cape Town. He says, how and where do I apply? Is are there any opening for for new application for PES as we speak? Unfortunately, no, and we are not sure if there will be any new applications uh, opening anytime soon. Okay. So the last time we had applications open for PSE was in November 2021. Oh, okay. Since then there's been nothing. There's been no new application. No new so Mario, there you have it. Uh, there are no new applications open for PSE currently. Um, the last intake was in 2021. Yes. Okay. 
I think that's uh, a bit of it. Um, is it ua dot rh? The message said, Kaba uh, got a message and went to Peter Marie's back for to be verified and didn't get any message after that. So I think he's asking about the verification process. Uh, the beneficiary applied, was verified, and there has not been any feedback after the verification process. Uh, we hope that the the number is still the same. If you change the number, it would be one of the challenges that you've been experiencing. But in this case, let's say the number is still the same and the person was verified. You did speak about this earlier on. Maybe we just touch on it again so that, um, you know, he's in the clear and of, of, of what to do next. Yes. Um, yes, we, we can encourage Trevor to visit the local office or call any one of our coordinators, check the status of, a, of his application. Mm -hmm. yeah. Unfortunately, with, with uh, PACE, we have to deal on case by case. Uh, we deal on individual base. Oh, okay. The, the applications okay. because we, we have to make sure that we are dealing with somebody who applied. So we look at the cell phone number, the ID, and then we can take it from there. Okay, so it's not a blanket approach, so it's case by case. Yes. So we'd like to take the opportunity to thank our viewers for their questions and for their interaction. Mr. Nyoga, do you have any closing remarks? Yeah, th thank you, uh, Prince. Um, we would like to appeal and request our beneficiaries that this is the their opportunity provided by the government uh, from the president's office. Mm -hmm. uh, can they make use of this opportunity, redeem these vouchers? When the voucher is there on your cell phone as a message, it's not going to help you up until you take that message to the agro dealer, redeem the voucher and get the items that you need for your production. And we also request that once you've got those uh, items, your production inputs, please make use of them uh, for agricultural purposes uh, to increase food production in the country and to contribute to the food security of the country. That's okay. all. Thank you. No, thank you, Mr. Nyohan. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all our viewers uh, for tuning in. Just before we go, Mr. Nyoga, there's just one, one last question that has just come in now. Sorry for that. Um, I think there's two. There's Lerato Mufukeng and there's also Munare Murolong. They just want to find out if whether is there a possibility for new applications of PERSI maybe? It, it, it's hard to tell because PACE right now is not a departmental program. Okay. It, it, like I said earlier when I started, it, it was a disaster relief project. And it is managed there at the project management office in the office of the president. So we, we don't know up until we get uh, information from those offices that Department of Agriculture, you have been allocated, you can continue with PACE. We don't have that information as yet. Oh, so okay. We cannot say it's not 
coming back or it's coming it's coming back, back. okay we'll, we'll keep uh, checking if they keep checking with the department or with their local offices they will get the information information there no thank you so much mr Nyoka, for that and for taking the time to come and have this conversation with us it's been quite informative and i hope our viewers uh you know they got a bit of information and some clarity on what to do especially with this PERSI project because there's been a lot of misinformation that has been doing the rounds so for current news and uh, development and also for better insight and credible info about our department I'd like you to follow us on our social media pages that way you'll find credible information about all the programs that the department is running. We are on Facebook as uh, the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development. We are also on X, that is Twitter at dalradgov.za. We are also on Instagram at dalradgov underscore za. And we've also launched um, our WhatsApp channel. Also, you can get information from our WhatsApp channel. We are also at dal.gov underscore ZA. And we also on uh, you, YouTube. You can also follow us on YouTube at gov underscore ZA. Mr. Nyoga, thank you so much for taking the time. And I hope you enjoyed the, the, the holidays and you come back refreshed next year to deal with more issues of the PERSI problem. Thank you very much, please. No, there you have it, people. That it was Mr. Nyoga, Mr. Nyoga, the acting director for subsistence farming. Uh, the PERSI project is with uh, his directorate. Thank you for joining us and for your questions. And uh, remember, after this interview, we'll be posting the contact numbers of the PERSI uh, provincial coordinator for all nine provinces so that you can further take it up with them if you have more, uh, if you are seeking more clarity on, on, on uh, inquiries th that you might have. This is Dalrad Talk. Thank you for joining us. Good day.